Black Cash. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listen in to Black Cash. Don't stop, make it pop. DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Yes, indeed. Here we are again and uh, not dissecting content, DC or otherwise. Just a couple of bros broing out. What's up, bro? Will Sterling, what's up? What's up? Hey, Jeff Duray, what's up? What's happening, bro? What's up? I was going to say uh, I would use WhatsApp if they called it WhatsApp. Oh, that's a missed opportunity for branding. But Honestly, if I were Budweiser, I would have trademarked that in like 1999 or whenever that was. Um, so uh, we we had sort of teased people about a month ago that uh, we were going to do a show recapping some some hangouts that uh, that we've had uh, some of us uh, together. I uh, watched about half of the Super Bowl with uh, Liev. Uh, as a part of an event he was doing. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, Will, you took a big trip uh, back east. Mm-hmm. You were uh, very recently, you went uh, You went to, to Boston. You went to Beantown, right? Cambridge, mostly. But, yeah. Cambridge. I mean, just just sure. a stone's throw. So I always Sure, it's not far away. You know, yeah. it's, right, it's right over there. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. For, you know, from Boston, it's right over there. It yeah. is right over there. Yeah, it's right over there. Uh, and uh, this is not your first trip there. No, um, but it was your first trip where you got together with Jeff. But uh, what and, you know, you've uh, recently gone so that you can see your your wife, Casey, is going to call your girlfriend mm-hmm. um, or as I refer to her, Maris Crane, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we'll continue to, you know, and God, uh, if it was a Maris relationship, I, I, I would not be who I am today. And you would not be flying uh, uh, across the country <laughs> to see her uh but it, it, it never seen her she follows both of my instagram accounts yeah. uh my personal and the black cast one uh and i follow hers but um yeah as I far mean, as my, I, my wedding photos i'm just really good at photoshop i no, just that's really yeah it's, invented it's an, it, a human it's an it's an ai that you gave a face to you yeah. know and it's like it's fine uh, so is boston but, like the canada for california like when <laughs> yeah. you lie you like i got a girlfriend in in the breakfast club yeah you don't know her she's in canada yeah. it's like will's like yeah so i got married again you did he's like yeah i mean she she lives in boston cambridge really <laughs> you know and it's like cambridge is because it's like yeah too many people know about boston i don't yeah. want to have to reference like she, she, she was a harvard she's like yeah, yeah. Oh, so whatever. I, I meant cambridge england it was <laughs> cambridge kentucky yeah <laughs> Uh, so how do you find uh, Boston? This is not your first trip there. And, uh, you know, you went at a, a particularly chilly time, I, I, I assume, but maybe I'm wrong. Weather was actually quite pleasant that weekend. Okay. I was there like, f- well, I took the red eye Thursday night. So I was there Friday through Monday and left gotcha. early Tuesday morning. So um, it wasn't too bad. It was chilly when Jeff and Natasha and me and Casey were walking around Dedham, his home, his town. Uh, uh, now people know where Jeff lives. Bad. 
Damn it. The, the Duraniacs are uh, going to start showing up, uh, hoping to. The Duraniacs. Uh, get to this is as long as one of them kills me, like John Lennon. I'm cool Jesus with it. There's a lot of people with their copy of Catch in the Ride just waiting. They're just like, he's such a phony. Yeah, yeah. Such a yeah look, if, if, if you walk out of your house and somebody asks you to sign their copy of Double Fantasy, just know that in that moment you're going to be okay, but then that person's going to come back that night. So that's when you really have to watch yourself. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so it, it was called out there. So you guys did get together. Mm -hmm. And let me ask the question that I'm saving for on the air content. Did you ask anyone else that lives out there to get together? I, I did not. I'm okay. planning another, I'm planning another trip out there in April and I want to see if I can get some people together in, in Boston proper in boston proper and something. that would in, and that would include another friend of ours as they Correct. say in the mob a friend Correct. of ours yeah. i only like you know these these trips i only have so much time and even even my hangout with jeff got cut short because i got sick but uh yeah. i it's hard because i want to meet some of casey's friends and she has events that she, you know so it's like every time i go out there it feels like there's always something to do and then the last day we want to try to spend some time like just the two of us so yeah Doing it, you know, bit by bit, doing my best. Next time yeah. I go to Austin, I'm gonna hit up Jason Blair. So you know, and uh, let uh, let our pal Raging Rhino John Nolan know San Antonio is not that far from. Listen, that, you know? excited, he's gonna yeah, buy you I mean, beers. Look, he Two told pictures. you he's buying you beer just for so, me. Two pictures, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the with the bendy straw. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, uh, you guys got together, uh, and you, no one took my advice and wanted to go to the 99 Steakhouse, right? No, uh, no, we did not. All right. I mean, it would have been like going to the Ponderosa or the Ground Round or TGI Fridays, but you know, all some you know high points of my life. Especially you know me. I'm an Applebee's kind of guy. Yeah, Christian. that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do know that about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you guys, uh, did you what? What when you were putting this uh, together, Jeff? You knew that Will and Casey were going to come out there. Did you uh, go like, all right, I got to I got to show them all the hot spots. I, we got to go to Bach Toyota. We got to go to the oh. furniture store that has the good movie theater in it. I, I was like, like I'm going to show them everywhere I hang out. My basement. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, we looked at the we fished through his records and he showed me his fucking dope sound system setup. That's and, very and you're calling it fish through his records because it's all fish bootlegs. Of, it is uh, the jam yeah. band. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. Mostly, pressed on vinyl. Mostly just fish on vinyl. Mostly just fish and then copies of Nickelback. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of picture. I have a lot of copies of picture or photographs. The, on yeah, my and that soundtrack to Spider-Man Two featuring <laughs> song hero. Well, well, I, I know the other that, half uh, is Evanescence. It's one yeah. half is Evanescence. Well, I know at your last place you had a nice little vinyl setup, and uh, we would rock out to Shandy and other Kiss classics. Dude, have Shandy uh, as the B side on the single for yeah. whatever. What was the single off Unmasked? She's so European. Okay, so I'm pretty sure out of that, I think, is Shandy. Yeah. And I, my sister got it in Croatia at like a swap meet. And yeah. that was years ago. She was like, I know you like Kiss. I got these little Kiss records. And I was like, cool. And at the time, this was like when I was right out of high school. Shandy was not an inside joke with me. No, because I didn't Sa even know who you Shandy, were. Shandy was a song that I remember, but I didn't remember the uh, the album Unmasked it, very well. Oh, but because like we went when we went to the kid, this is just explaining for the audience. I know we yeah. remember when we went to the Kiss Acoustic Show. There was this guy, and by the way, at an acoustic show, it's a legitimate yeah. song to call Shandy. Just Shandy! like so many times, uh, and 
up until that point hadn't clocked Shandy as a yep. sleep as a hit, you know, of, of my favorite kiss tunes. Yeah. And now it's like, come on, that's like top three. It's number one. I mean, it it yeah, it pushed short of something right down and yep. and just a boy down to number three. Oh. Um but uh yeah, so did you appreciate uh, did you appreciate Jeff Zavinal? Did you appreciate his setup, Will? Yeah, it's fucking super complex. It's what it I sounds like, like the way he described it to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh and Jeff, don't uh don't beat yourself up. I think it's a very wise way to spend your money building <laughs> something that brings you joy and sounds great because music is super important. But um, yeah, it was uh it was cool. I wish I had that set up. I mean, I guess I could over time, but I'm not that smart. And um <laughs> Had uh, uh, Agent Romanov, uh, your girlfriend, had she brought home uh, any anything from work that uh, you guys were able to enjoy, or was this not that kind of get together? We didn't really go for that, I think, because it okay. was we came over like fairly early. It was like closer to noon, mm-hmm. so it was just uh, like yeah. it was more like so originally. So not, the original, so not a wake and bake situation, is what you're saying? No, I mean we were baked, <laughs> but we didn't ask them to get baked. Uh, didn't want anybody else to be. Yeah, yeah we didn't want to share. So oh, uh, I get it. <laughs> originally I said, I, I was like, yeah, we'll go check out that record store that I love to go to. And then it just hadn't occurred to me until like, I think the day before I was like, it's closed on Sundays. So that's not going to oh. work. Oh. And so then so I was like, so it's the chick, it's the Chick-fil-A of record stores. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's closed Sundays and Mondays. So, uh, okay. it, 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 he also doesn't support, uh, queer people. The man I've heard no. the, the record store. Very yeah, exposed to. <laughs> Queer yeah. well, I'm glad you didn't say the name of the record store because that's just I'd like Chick fil A. I'm kidding. Just, yeah, no, it's he, I mostly only frequent businesses that donate to anti LGBT <laughs> things. I just want to make sure that my dollars are going to like yeah. good causes. Hobby Lobby like, only. Yeah. I, yeah. I also like to donate to anti polio vaccine groups. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Keeping it old school. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> so so then when that was closed up, I was like, okay, shit, that was kind of the only cool thing I know to do in this town. <laughs> so then I was like, uh, we could go to Newberry Comics or something, and I was like, look, oh, I love Newberry Comics. Ideas. Newberry Comics is great, and I figured it would be a good one because they've got records and comics and collectibles. Mm. So I thought it'd be more up Will's alley. But then it's like. It was just kind of like one of those, okay, I'm just kind of throwing things out because I don't know exactly where to take you. Because, again, I mostly just ha- have been hanging out at home. Right. Uh, but then there's a uh, kind of a bar restaurant right down the street that I have. We've walked by when we're walking Mary and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we can do that. I mean, we've been into the place next to it. And I've seen people in there. And I was like, okay, it seems like your standard bar or whatever. So we're driving down there and we're having a conversation about a certain types of people that we don't like to be around. And we yeah, pull we, into... We, we, know, we know what types of people those are. We know what yeah. it rhymes with. Melatonin. So specific. <laughs> I was going to say rhymes with sax, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to not go there. But, uh, you know, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff if, when Jeff wants to put words into his own mouth, that's fine. You know, I didn't do it. <laughs> no. So, well, I'll tell you, I'll set the scene. So we, we drive by and then we're like finding parking. We get into the parking lot and it's just full. And I was like, first of all, I didn't know there was a parking lot here. Second of all, it's full. So that's not my favorite sign. Yeah, fair. We all put our masks on like good little, you know, sheeple. 
open the doors it's yeah. that's how these people must open the doors to a sea of unmasked eyes in this tiny little bar with like a live band playing shitty music turn immediately to us look right at us with our masks on i pulled my mask down instantly and told the I, verbatim was like pull your mask off or we're gonna get in a fight it's like the smoke. bar in 48 hours eddie murphy w- work walks in and literally the you hear the record uh scratch you know it's yeah. like, we also the funny part too is like we had this big rant because we saw a blue lives matter flag on the drive over and we were just talking oh. about how blue lives matter is inherently a, a like a pro-racist ideal yeah. uh, those um, are the people we don't like right <laughs> and so we're having this conversation and then we walk into that bar and i was like uh, it's all blue lives matter people sweet cool and then on the yeah. walk back out one of the cars some of the cars had stickers for the blue lives matter and i was like you know it, it, it's funny it. you know not not funny but it's interesting because it's like there's like the tears you know there's like black lives matter you understand their cause you can relate to it or possibly some people you know don't all lives matter. You're like, okay, I know what they're trying to say. Uh, fine. And then blue lives matter. It's like, oh no, 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 no. See, that's like, it's like, that's not the middle ground. Where's the common ground? You know, right. it's like, it's like well, all lives matter. You can be shit. like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about it or can we just like, you know, move past it? And uh, all right, but yeah, the blue lives matter is very specific, I, I think, and uh, I personally have uh, nothing against uh you know people who work on police force that i've ever known and yeah, relatives yeah. having any of that you know but i do understand when you're flying a flag about it you are trying to say something else it, it exists and i believe all this about all lives matter too but i understand what you're saying where it's like okay i guess this is yeah the point. well it's um, just there's time look there's times where you just you do like i don't want to argue with somebody you yeah. know what i mean and, and all lives matter exist. it's like yeah they both exist to be in opposition to a movement yep. To celebrate and respect black lives. So inherently, they have this undercurrent of racism uh, that, uh, yeah, very problematic. So that was a great record scratch moment there at the the saloon. Yeah, uh, was... and so and I know you don't go out a lot, uh, Jeff. But uh, is uh, is is ma- what are the what are the rules in mass right now? Because uh, you know here in Los Angeles, as we're speaking, by the time people hear this, the indoor mask mandate will have been lifted for people who are vaccinated. So the short answer of that is actually not Liev, <laughs> but most other people we know uh, should not have to wear them. But what are the what are the rules in Massachusetts? I. Th- pretty sure that there's not a lot of mask mandates but i feel like it's basically massachusetts has adopted a very waspy mentality for all this where it's like there's not a lot there's not a ton of strict like uh city mandates but a lot of businesses will have them you're not going to get a ton of people going in and bitching then you're also going to have people in there blatantly violating the things and people are just not going to say anything to them because they're just people here just seem like they're not interested in engaging in these fights at this point. They're just like, I'll wear my mask. You don't wear yours. I don't really give a shit. Like, and I guess I say that having, you know, barely gone out. So maybe if I was out more, I'd be seeing more of these, you know, contentious interactions. However, what I'm seeing is mostly the like waspy, like one person yeah. sees somebody else and is like judging what they're doing and then says nothing yeah. to them. No, no, it, it's like <laughs> the beginning of baby got back. Oh my God. Would you look at him in that mask? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes on from there. Um, so, all right. So you, you go in and uh, immediately like, it's like abort, 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 mask yeah. off, mask off, yeah. mask off. Yeah. I also, I had gone to an event 
this like queer event with Casey the night before and my nails were painted and I remember just like putting my hands slowly in my pockets mm-hmm. like oh <laughs> 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 oh it's great yeah it really I, great by the way I could totally see that yeah, but, yeah I think what's great about it is that we then followed that up being like well we don't want to be in that kind of environment where should we go barbecue i mean i was craving barbecue i was craving barbecue barbecue. i just think it's interesting to think what you would typically associate with maybe your barbecue crowd is the same crowd we just walked in on and we're like let's turn if it had been la we could have gone korean barbecue it was pretty much the homer or sorry the grandpa simpson into the brothel in that episode of the simpsons where it's like <laughs> he goes in and he takes he his, hat off. his hat off, and turns around and takes it, puts it back on, and goes right back out. It was great. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, so we we got some barbecue, and then halfway uh, through our meal, I felt yeah. something in my gut, and I was like, okay, with maybe it's just a one and done kind of situation. And uh, so you, care did it, you did back. you have to run to later, the I was like, run to the gents' toilet, the water closet, as it were? Yeah. A couple minutes later, I was like, shit. And then, like a Literally. third time it happened, I was like. Oh no. And then I was cramping and like sweat. I was just like, Oh, oh I hate fuck. that. And I don't, I don't know if it was something I ate and or drank and travel, you know what I mean? Like taking a red eye, that just fucks your system up. But like the rest of the day I was like out of commission. Like we went to a CVS so I could get some Pepto. And I then made another trip to the restroom at a local cafe, uh, which is always fun. We're like, Hey, can I just pop in here to take a shit and leave? <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, can I can I destroy your toilet? There and, was like um, not a whole lot left in my gut at oh, that point, okay. so what didn't really matter. But it was like the, just the 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 butt heaves, you know, when you're like mm. puking and you got the heaves, I, but it's on I, the other side. And I like, wish Ugh. I wish I didn't know what you were talking about. Butt but yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> That's um, the uh, I'm gonna I gotta make a note because this is the butt heaves episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so then, unfortunately, like we went back to Jeff's house, and I was like, I gotta. I got to go. Uh, and Beavis I, and butt heaves. I, think I uh, what the title drank a bottle of Pepto-Bismol throughout the day, sipped it, and then yeah. took a took a you, sleep. You should have li- lined up the little medicine cups and done them like shots, you know, like, hey, I got shots for everybody. So listen, we're, I'm a Pepto-aholic. I don't got time for that. I just out of the brown yeah, bag, the Pepto right in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of you with it in a brown bag. Like, yeah. <laughs> sir, what is that? It's Pepto, sir. I mean, look, it was... From my perspective, it was generally a normal hangout with Will where it ends with him uncontrollably spewing shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, I had well, that one in the bag. I'm not going to pretend. That. <laughs> he, I'm not going to lie. He, like, he ran. Yeah. He ran that by me, and I was like, "There's no reason you can't say that." That's the like, one. Oh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's, what? That that's that's the fuck you, Barry moment of of this this collection. What I yeah, like but, to consider the real Justice League. The three yeah. of us. You know? It just the only part is that it's actually not a lie. So. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, although my favorite hangout that the two of you ever had, uh, I was there for not the part where you realized that you ate the wrong kind of brownie. Well, <laughs> oh boy, was... what a great time that was! We even I mean, talked for... about we that. did talk about that where I recapped <laughs> the episode of Frasier on Instagram stories where Martin accidentally eats a weed brownie, and I just spent like twenty minutes on Instagram like, and then, and then he eats it, <laughs> but Niles thought he ate it, and then uh, it's him. yeah, fucking Niles. <laughs> Great. Um, that's second Frasier reference of this episode, and uh, Frasier reboot is. happening for Paramount Plus, right? I mean, I it's haven't heard about it. Keep in a saying it, but like, I'm so nervous. I know it's, it's, it's my favorite show, but I'm gonna watch it. Do you think yeah. it's Frasier doing a podcast? <laughs> probably. That would yeah. probably be the angle. Yeah. Yeah. 
what if what if Frazier has become like the Alex Jones of sort of uh, you I know mean, he's doing consumers a, politics are a little bit well, closer that's to that. Yeah. Kind of why I said it actually. I was thinking more about Kelsey Grammer than Frazier Crane, which is weird because I do feel like when I rewatch Frazier, out of all the sitcoms in like history, it's like top three that or top five at least that like it. There's still problematic things about it, but it's unconsciously like pretty progressive and and treats things in a very in a way that feels less cringy than like rewatching Friends and being like oof. The the I've I've talked about this before. I'm surprised because uh, you know as as Will knows earlier today, I was getting a pump on the old Planet Fitness. No judgment, no lunk alarms, not yep. when I'm there. Also, no link alarms as a typo. Uh, but uh, that, <laughs> that led to a fun interaction about Legend of Zelda. We, we laugh. We have it's a great gif. Yeah, you know we do what we can. Uh, Friends is always on when I'm there because it's on TBS. I assume yeah. all the time. Uh, alternating with uh, Seth MacFarlane shows and, and Super Nat Theory, the other yeah. television. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, whenever I see it, I'm reminded of episodes, and I can't believe there hasn't been backlash to that show. It's not like real, real problematic, right? But it's like it's like the the male characters are always terrified of being thought of as gay, yeah. And it's always a joke. You know, somebody walks in. And, you know, like Rachel walks in and Ross is showing Joey and Chandler like he's worried about like a a mole or something. But I can't even remember what it is. And just the look on her face when she walks out and they're humiliated. And it's just like, I mean, there's so much comedy that is moments like that. And uh, there's so much in it that I'm like, people are apparently like watching this all the time. Like they were upset when it left Netflix. It was the number one rated thing on Netflix before it moved to HBO Max. And I'm like, are people actually paying attention to it? I don't, I personally, I'm like, I don't feel like people need to be offended by that. I just feel like they, they would be, they should be, you know what right. I mean? Because all it's the like, we've been up our asses about yeah, like, because it's when, like the, it's the same thing where it's like the people who, who criticize so much pop culture for t- just terrible portrayal of women. Right. But the rape and incest on game of Thrones is never something that they complain about. Yeah. No, no. When something's yeah. like part of the cultural zeitgeist, no one has the fucking guts to be the person who says that actually this is a problem. Yeah. And I think Friends was that thing that was like so many people loved it uh, of a lot of different backgrounds because like everybody loved it. And it's like, I don't, nobody wants to be the person that's like, hey, uh, I mean, people do sort of generally like there's a low level hum of talking about these things, but yeah, enough time has passed. And I think cancel culture has had its moment and we're kind of moving away from that feeling an idea that people are like fuck it i'm retired it's there's enough things going on well i have to disagree wholeheartedly will you know that uh, w. Bell has that great new documentary <laughs> on showtime we need to talk about cosby i want to be launching that. we need to talk about marcel the monkey from friends oh uh you can look for that uh later this year what did he do uh, to you i'm a crown <laughs> what didn't he do uh, a lot of the a lot of I'm doing some crowdfunding for that. So good, good. Uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to bucks. it. Um, in any case, uh, yes, yeah, so I was, I was trying to think like, how do we get to that? Oh yeah. Frazier. And, and that's what'll happen. So yeah, that was my favorite uh, Jeff hangout. And uh, I, you know, Jeff, I really, uh, I, I, I think that was the only time I actually had some of those great burgers that you make. And uh, oh, I really yeah. didn't capitalize on, on that. The you living that close enough. Mm-hmm. So Is that the double decker one with mm-hmm. the cheese in the middle. Yeah. yeah. When I, when I come to visit you, we don't need to go to some, uh, some racist saloon with swinging doors. <laughs> uh, I'll just be like, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I just bought some ground beef and uh, you cook for me. I'll, I'm going to listen to your records. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. But uh, so, Will, were you sick, like 
not feeling well for like more than the rest of the you know, were you there but did it ruin your trip basically or was no, it just like, it, oh that was a bad was afternoon much shot we took a walk like i i took a long nap and so did casey <clears throat> i yeah. think uh the food for her was was made her like barbecue you know i mean sometimes it's not hit or miss it's just like it can be a lot with like mac and cheese and coleslaw it's Ooh. like a lot of ingredients like now you're talking south um yeah. i don't think it was the food for me because it was too fast how it all happened but uh we we took a walk and had like a salad at a at a restaurant like at seven o'clock and then came back home and and that was and it was all right yeah uh any truth to the rumor that you're just allergic to jeff uh there might be some okay (laughs) look i think i'm allergic to me (laughs) that would make sense (laughs) it's why i always use a condom because i can't you know skin to skin contact yeah I most of the time I just dress up in a giant latex outfit, and that's not because of my confinement fetish. That's just because I don't want the diseases. (laughs) He's like the slippery guy in the Watchmen Uh, TV show. So, Jeff, I feel like you're in on this uh, scam that Will's pulling, but I'm going to ask you legitimately anyway. Uh, Oh, actually, you had met Casey before, right? This wasn't the first time you met her. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I met her in L.A. at the One Up, like maybe like two weeks before COVID or something yeah. or not COVID, but like lockdown. Yeah. It was early 2020. And she and I had like only been together for like two months at that point. Right. And uh, I, I still have not met her. I still can, I cannot confirm she's real. It's just, it's all secondhand. It's all hearsay. You know, I, 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 I cannot, I would not be able to say under oath that I know she's real because I don't fair. Um, but uh, so, and so Jeff, uh, in general, you know, you and Natasha have been there for like a year and a half now, or it, that's about how long you've been there, right? Yeah. And uh, you've talked about how the room that we see you in is uh, usually well between there and the basement. That's uh, that's that's a, a wild uh, night going out. But uh, in general, uh, you're you're feeling good about the move and getting out of uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I think you know it's as much as being stuck in this house is kind of lame. I I do probably more than I give myself credit for a and B there's the, the sense of like freedom and autonomy. I can just walk outside and be outside if I wanted to. And it's not like going to instantly drive me insane. Whereas my apartment in Van Nuys, it's like I could step out on my balcony to fucking Ventura and not yeah. want to deal with that. Or I can look into a courtyard and it's just like, not really ideal it was there was just a lot of those like i don't know there's the you know oppressive apartment living where you constantly hear everybody else and they hear you and you just can't do anything you want to do right like will is talking about the music i think music is something i've always loved and it's interesting how much i mean one it's it's nice having a lot much lower cost of living because i don't have to pay rent and shit like that i'm just helping out around the house uh, so I can afford to get some of those toys and things and then listen to my music the way I want to like crank it up, having the whole house shaking and shit like that, which you just absolutely can't do in LA. There's no point of the day where you could do that, where you wouldn't expect somebody to complain and it just yeah. be a pain in the ass. So I think things like that make a huge difference. Uh, it's nice being around my family, right? Like, just didn't really hang, talk to them as much in LA because it's hard with the time difference. Yeah. And then they were all closer it, together. I mean, so that's there's... really the key just to jump in for a second. It's like, cause there are people that you'll talk to and like, 
so you know in the i don't know the middle of like 2020 we spent like a month at my in-laws in uh in orange county which we did some black house from there and it wasn't really that bad because my wife like legitimately really likes her parents and likes her family yeah. and you know when i first met her she used to talk to her mom on the phone every day and and oh, i made the mistake of mentioning that to my mom once <laughs> <laughs> and she called you every day no, 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 no. Oh. She was just like, oh, must be nice. I'm like, oh, god damn. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my mom's probably watching this, but I'm just saying, I, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, and, and so it depends because for there's people where if you say you live with your family, you're like, oh my God, yeah, that must be terrible. But if you like spending time with your family, Jeff, it's not so bad, right? Yeah. And it's uh, because I'm the baby, I think I of the family. Uh, I just, and the I think podcast. I have, and the podcast, I think I have this <laughs> mentality of like, I can just, just i'm really bold about shit like i'll just be like i'm doing this and nobody well, tells me i can't so i'm like yeah well yeah, also cool because you're the baby if they don't agree you just hold your breath pretty much and i go yeah. i'm gonna die if you don't do what i want <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's i mean it's cool like i show my mom a bunch of stuff that she wouldn't otherwise be doing and i think the records has been have been a good thing from lately because it's like i can bring them up i'm playing a lot of stuff that was like music from when they were growing up so that's been like a cool way to hang out with my family more and do more shit but it, i don't know it's i i think i've been in a bit of a holding pattern in the way that like a lot of people i'm sure are since yeah. covid hit where it's just like i'll go out i'll do a couple things and then i go i i think i i buy into the hype maybe more than i should but you know it's kept me only getting sick once and it was fairly mild so yeah it's one of those like oh this is a anti-bear rock <laughs> there's no bears <laughs> well, around so it's clearly working but and, at the same time i mean and, staying uh, home does work too better and, than and honestly you know the importance of music obviously when you're listening on vinyl it just improves the experience so much like you haven't lived until you've heard guar on vinyl as opposed to cassette oh. You know, I mean, it just really, really brings out it's the, true. the beauty of, of that kind of, of music. It's such a such a like braggadocious problem to have. But it was like I was trying to demonstrate um, like lossless versus like higher or like lossy uh, streaming music to Will. I was yeah. showing him how Spotify is all lossy and Apple right. Music has more of the lossless stuff and high res. But the problem is like my sound system is so nice that I would like play it and it still sounded still really sounds good. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was, so like, I was like, yeah. okay, this isn't really getting it across to you, but I promise it's better like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I uh, you know, growing up a, a huge fan of physical media, uh, but also just for the sake of practicality, I, I, I have a lot of friends who are big fans of vinyl and I'm just like, it does not fit my lifestyle. The way yeah. to listen to music is usually with one earbud in my ear while I'm doing the dishes. So I have to be able to like, listen, I can't go sit in a room and just like crank it up. And what you're talking about, I'd love to be able to do that. If I were able to live that life, I would. So uh, when I, you know, but I, you, you know, you can buy an album digitally when you want something new, but I'm like, I, I, I like to be able to look through it and all that. So I'll, I'll still get the CD because you can then rip that into your iPhone, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, it's, it's lost on me, you know, mm -hmm. like what's better, but I do, I mean, you can tell on the streaming services that it doesn't sound as good, but when you're playing it through, uh, like an echo or again, as I, I wish it wasn't 
I wish it was a lie, but it's literally one earbud in my ear from my iPhone. It's like, I, yeah, most of it's lost on me anyway. Yeah. So, um, well, I had uh, a, a hangout with a great friend of ours, uh, Liev, who has you know, periodically popped back into the show. And this, I saw uh, half of the Super Bowl with him. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was at a uh, a place where he was uh, doing a paid appearance through his work, a place called the Chuck Wagon. Mm-hmm. Yep, the Chuck Wagon. Nice. Uh, in I don't think it's in Corona. It's like it's right. It's near there though, Corona, California. Um, and uh, he does a regular like Friday night like uh, DJ gig there, where uh, he plays a lot of music that I'm sure Jeff doesn't have, but the people at the bar you referenced earlier with the, the no masks on, they probably, they would probably enjoy his, his set there. Uh, and it was fun. It was like this really like cool, like patio outside. So I didn't have to worry about what you're talking about in terms of like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of unvaxxed Riverside County types <laughs> and uh, you know, just like hey, we're outside. It's fine. And um, the pool that he was in, he had like a square where whatever the halftime score was in the Super Bowl. And Will, I'm sure you remember the score at halftime of the Super Bowl. Sure. Uh, Will, Will was invited to this event uh, uh, that uh, Bujanski was doing. And, and uh, we took the kids to my in-laws. It was like 20 minutes away. So I went for half the Super Bowl. And uh, Will, why was it that you were unable to consider joining us for this event? In true Fa- Frasier fan fashion, I had purchased tickets to a play that evening that I was yes. attending starring Brian Cranston. The so theater. not mad about that, but no, yeah. no, no. See Brian Cranston. Yeah, I went through the theater. What play? It's called Power of Sale. <clears throat> it was good. I really enjoyed it. No, um, it's uh, it's it's Breaking Bad the musical. So uh, yes, it was still yeah. great though. We left about like fourth quarter and finished the game like on my friend's phone, propped up on his dashboard as we drove out, and then we're oh, peeing like two minutes before the curtain, and he's like, "They won, they won," and we're like, "Sweet!" And then everybody goes silent because it's like, and now the play. <laughs> oh, that's pretty, but that's perfect. Yeah. You know? So we did to, see to, them win right before the show started. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but that's, uh, and I just, I thought that was the most will response was like, um, I'll be at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so Bujenski uh, had this square on like a pool where if that was the score, and I don't remember what the scores, but if it was the score at halftime, he was going to win a thousand dollars and so when you're watching it when you're not the one that has money on a square like that like we had a really low stakes thing with uh my wife's family and uh you know everybody picked like the you know you pick who you think is going to win you think who's going to have the first touchdown first field goal i picked the Bengals for everything because everybody else picked the Rams. so i'm like i'm either going to win nothing or i'm going to win everything Mm -hmm. and i won uh almost nothing i got a little bit but so someone else is rooting for the score to not change. It's kind of a lot of fun because you'd be a little bit of a dick, like, Oh, it might be a first down, you know? And there's like, no, stop. You know? So, and we've all been around, uh, Liev when he perhaps has money on the line, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, usually not successfully, but this was successful. He did win a thousand dollars. And uh, he already and his uh, fiance uh, Taylor uh, showed up. Who I don't know if either of you have met her. Um, nope. Yeah, I was told that no. uh, we were similar, which is why I understand that they're getting married. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. 
um but uh she was and so like she (laughs) immediately was able to explain like you know the thousand dollars is going to go to like the flower budget or whatever for their wedding in hawaii uh but uh so it it was lovely to see her yeah that he actually liev has a picture of the whole group of us that i realized um but anyway um he had a couple of like uh, radio friends were there uh with him and uh, i had a couple of those uh those tall boy when when i'm with Liev, I always drink Coors Light because I just want to fit in. You know, yeah. I feel like I, I'm so desperately seeking Tap the Rockies. approval. Yeah, ex- exactly. Tap the, Tap the Rockies. And uh, yeah, no, no banquet beers. That's too highfalutin for him. And, uh, you know, so we've got these uh, these large beers. I, I, I had two. I don't know what number he had, but uh, let's just say it's more. Um, but I had to drive back to my in-laws house and see my my family and the extended family, but uh, it was fun. Look, I felt good for him. And then we watched that halftime show with, you know, it's not even the kind of music that I even kind of like, but that was still awesome. You They're know all hits. I mean? People well, were yeah, that's about what it, it. And I was like, fuck yeah. you. Everybody likes no, these songs. It, it's, You're all it, wrong. It's music that I certainly remember for, for me. That's like, it's like the end of high school, beginning of college. Like it's that, it's that era, but it's still awesome to when you see great performances, you know, there was like the year that like Lady Gaga did the halftime show. I'm not particularly a fan of hers, but she put on a great halftime show. Yeah. It's a bad halftime show that that really hurts. So Black Eyed Peas, I'm talking to you. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, so and that was awesome. And that was fun to watch with him, because even though he works in country radio, I mean, there's really. Uh, you know, it's a you know, he he also loves Pitbull. <laughs> you know, he's very diverse. Um, but, wide, but I said it was three hundred five. Yeah, Mister three hundred five coming at you live. So, uh, it was good to see him, and we have firmed up plans that uh, Will and I are supposed to hang out with uh, Liev at Rock and Brews, and I have a story that'll go with that when uh, when we actually have our get together. But uh, hopefully. Uh, that ab- that is able to happen uh, sometime soon. Well, I'm glad you uh, you guys hung out. And Will, you said you'll be back in April, so yes. uh, maybe you won't shit yourself this time. But also, maybe you will. <laughs> maybe not. it'll happen sooner. Um, we'll just I played uh, him we'll... the brown note. It's my yeah. fault. Now, did you guys did you guys take a picture? Because I didn't see any pictures of you guys broing. We down. didn't. I realized after we left, I was like, "Fuck, I didn't even take yeah. a picture." That's all I wanted was a picture for the podcast. I didn't so, care if you had fun or not. Yeah. I didn't care if you hung out with him. I just wanted you to drive to his house and take a picture. That's that's really all I needed. It's funny you say that because it never at any point occurred to me to take a picture. Not even until just now when you talked about it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we should take a picture. I yeah. just don't think about things like that anymore. That's all I think about. <laughs> right now i'm thinking about how i should how we should take a picture you know but uh well uh it sounds like you had a good time and i think that uh getting to sit down with uh Liev will be good i talked took a little career stuff with him because you know he's up for some radio awards i want to know like what's next for him and you know what you know like what do you want to do sort of those big picture questions and uh I don't know, you know, for as as silly of a of a person as he is uh, on shows like this, uh, we all know that there's there is a little bit. I wouldn't say there's a lot more to him, but there's a little bit more to him. There's a little bit of depth there. And uh, I think uh, I think we'll have fun uh, catching up with him. Uh, Are we going to go to a Tim McGraw concert? I, I'm willing to go. We'll have to figure out if you're willing to go. Uh, I mean, I I was going to text you and be like, if you want to go, I'll go. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. it's more time away from my family. So I definitely want to go <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Maybe that would be fun. Maybe we want to go. I don't I'll know. Wear my hat. Okay, um, but, you know. So in terms of, uh, of, of 
depth and uh, seriousness. Uh, I wanted to uh, wind down our chat talking about something that I think it's good to have this conversation uh, that uh, people who follow Will on Instagram are aware of this. And I, you know, Will, you, after you had your post, you texted like, hey, a lot of people have questions if they want to write to me. I'm like, and I had already done that. Because I'm like, I really don't know what it means. I'm like super happy for you, but I don't get it. Yeah. And and I don't I didn't mean it like in any way negative. I'm just like, here's my old man understanding. Yeah. And try and help me. Because look, I've got two kids and they can certainly at any time come to me with anything like this. And I'm like, I don't understand. Sure. Um, so this sort of means that there's a there's a there's a handful of words we don't use on the black cast but then there's one word that we used to use that we don't use anymore yes and uh we completely understood because we never meant any bad by anything no. bad by using the word queer yeah and we usually used it in the accent in the massachusetts like accent of, like, it was yeah. like the very like archie bunker way to use words i know? i mean it's still something that i f- hear myself doing and i'm like yeah it's just it's ingrained you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. no but there was never any no, but at the same time, it wasn't like one of those things like, and we can't say this anymore. Fuck right. it. You know, right. it was just like, okay, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and you know, let's be honest, those characters have gotten a little stale, Jeff. I don't I think we'd gotten everything we could out of out of that voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're already doing that my cousin in Boston commercial thing, right? Oh, are they? There's 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 that uh, what is it, the Sam Adams, so like my cousin from Boston. Uh-huh. And there's just like the <laughs> yeah. douchebag Boston guy who's like, right. Come on, we're gonna get in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, the Chris Evans and John John Krasinski. Krasinski and who else was in it? Uh not Louis C. K. No, lady. <laughs> anyway. The best one, I think the best Boston thing was the Casey Affleck Duncan commercial. That was Th- that was super good. Boston. Did you see the uh, when Bill Burr it. hosted SNL? They did a, a boss a, a fake uh, a Sam Adams commercial where like a dad and son just kept getting into fights, and it was like <laughs> like yeah, I kind of feel like this really is the commercial for Sam Adams. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds more accurate. Yeah. but uh, anyway, so Will, uh, you know, I think that obviously this is something that you'd been thinking about for a while. If you're going to make an Instagram post, and I don't mm-hmm. want to try to explain it to people, but I, I and I asked you for ahead of time. I was like, "Oh, do you want to talk about this on the podcast, or could it come up?" Because I don't know. We have a mixture of different people who regularly consume the Blackcast, some who occasionally check it out, mm-hmm. and I think there is there's value in everyone. You know, just sort of having this conversation you know yeah. and the world is very confusing these days and there's a lot of different things and when you legitimately don't understand something like i admittedly did not sure uh it's it, i think it's a good conversation to have so uh, yeah i mean so like the technicality of it is saying like i came out as queer and so like that's exciting and and it's good it's nice to, to be like able to not like there for so long i didn't realize like in you know, like to going to therapy and thinking about a lot of things like how much of my life has sort of been, you know, on this like path, but I could just sort of choose the path of least resistance and be like, I guess not. I guess I'm really supportive. And as I got older and was in more queer spaces and, and different places and with more people and that community as friends being like, I want you to know I can support you as much as. And so it's just, I felt like I was being like, I'm really, really supportive, you know, like to a point where then finally I w- was with somebody, Casey, who identified as queer. And I had dated a, a girl who was bisexual before that. And so like there is this, uh, I think, assumption for people, people in the community have all been like, 
obviously very loving and supportive, but a lot of them has said, and I, I agree to a certain degree, they were like, just remember, like, you don't have to explain this to anybody. And I was like, right. that's true. That's fair. You know, I, I don't. But I think part of the process and the understanding for me is I, I have to, sometimes I have to externalize things and talk about them out loud in order to really be able to, to wrap my head and heart around it. So um, <clears throat> knowing that, like, I think there's this assumption like queer is part of the acronym, but now we kind of say queer community instead of listing off all the letters. Like it, people don't often say like LGBTQIA plus they do. And I do sometimes, but it is kind of a mouthful. And I think we've sort of taken it to just saying, you know, queer community, queer culture, which it, I, I appreciate and value. But to me, the label of queer funny enough is sort of like kind of the one that exists the most nebulous and I that's what I enjoy about it like the term pansexual would I guess be a would be like a shelf like where would I find you next to the soup or the coffee beans and it's like pansexual is like you somebody is attracted to other people regardless of gender orientation or anything like that so it's like everything's on the table um but I think that there's also this idea that like oh for guys who are bi or queer or anything like that there's a sort of hyper well for women too but but for guys it's like it's funny, I, I read an interesting article about Peacemaker and his bisexuality, and somebody had kind of mentioned something about it. The, the writer mentioned something in a way that I thought was really kind of poignant. And he said, um, when these characters are the only depictions of male bisexuality that we ever get in movies and on TV, it flattens our understanding of what it means to be a bisexual man. Instead of seeing the many diverse ways that men can be bi, whether it, that's mostly straight men who occasionally pursue sex with men, mostly gay men who periodically enjoy flirtations with women, men whose sex and dating history includes partners of a range of genders or other experiences entirely, we're stuck with a limited vision that reinforces the idea that male bisexuality is nothing more than overflow of indiscriminate horniness, that bi men are nothing more than straight men with a broader sexual appetite rather than entirely separate category of man with its own relationship to sex intimacy and masculinity and so i think for me too it's 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 more emotional than it is sexual and it's more knowing like my preferences in like relationships are broad but being with a woman who identifies as queer opened the space for me to be like oh i actually don't have to worry about a partner who because there's still a lot of this in in straight relationships um, internalized homophobia that comes out in a lot of women who are deathly afraid that their boyfriends or husbands might secretly be gay, you know, like, yeah, ah, you know, and I think for, for a lot of guys and for me for a while, long time, I dated a girl after my marriage that like drunkenly on my 30th birthday, I planted a kiss on like my close friends faces, two of which were a guy and one was a girl. She got very upset. And later that night, she's like, I saw you kiss two of your guy friends. And I was like, I've known him for like 10 years. And it also was not sexual. I also kissed yeah. Jill, who's a girl. And it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that, I saw I'm you not kiss. worried about that. Right. And so I think yeah. there's a lot. And that's not to put all women in, in relationships or straight women into that box of being homophobic. And I actually don't think this girl meant anything no, wrong by I it. Mean, and I mean, I, 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 I'm assuming still. I know who you're talking about. And I, yeah. I know where she's from in terms of what her upbringing would be. And look, when we get to what I talked to you about it, that my upbringing completely factors into like, here's why I need to understand what this means. Right. And you just, yeah, I, I, you know, again, not meaning anything, just being concerned. And look, I think that uh, I, I 
you know, I'm, I've been, uh, I've been married for almost 11 years now. I've been with my wife for uh, 18 years mm. and I'm still not convinced that uh, she really likes me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm always concerned of like, what does that mean? But, yeah. Yeah. And, and that it's just, it's, it's honestly a self-esteem thing where you're sure. just like, well, how could anybody want 18 years of this, yeah. you know? But so yeah. I can, I can understand that. And uh, you know, it, I didn't know her well, who you're talking about seemed like a nice girl. I don't think she meant anything. No, you know, I don't, I don't either. Think, I don't think I, she's a bad person. I think she just legitimately is like, what does this mean? Because I don't know people who. Right. And I, th- yeah. and I wasn't in a place yet where I was really confirming anything. I was like, I guess I'm just really friendly. And yeah. it was, and it was people I'd known for like 10 years. They're like my family. So this would be safe to say that this was in the spring and not the summer of that year. Because um, what you referred been... to that summer was the oh that Remember, summer of we gay. Talked about how yes. everybody needs a summer of gay. The summer of gay, yeah, it yeah. was the fall after the summer oh, of okay. gay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, I got the uh, timeline all mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it turns out the summer of gay was a lot more than just the summer. Um, <laughs> that that summer has not ended. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Indian summer. It's like COVID, um, you know. It's yeah, it's still going. Yeah, uh, so. That, that's the thing is like I, I the, and the more I was growing and feeling supported in a partnership with somebody who was not threatened or concerned or worried about any of that stuff that I wanted to validate and appreciate. I knew there was space for me to be to do the same. And as I got older, too, I, I, I just was feeling like the label of being straight was not it made me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. And I was like, what is why? You know what I mean? What does this mean? Um so it took a long time, you know, like it wasn't um, a lot of these, like you said, insecurities about certain things. I certainly still have plenty, which is why I think to a certain degree, I feel like I need to explain myself because yeah. I it, I haven't been out. It's been a fucking day at the time of this recording. Yeah. So there's not a lot of swagger behind it or confidence because it's brand new. Um, and so it, I do feel like I need to over explain myself because I am an oversharer and an over writer and an over explainer. Um, but it is helpful because I think that queer terminology is confusing for people, but that's what I like about it because it allows flexibility and evolution and change. So should new things pop up and orientations and whatever, it's nice to know that it's all, it's all okay. And it's all part of what I like about humankind and what I find interesting and desirable and, and, and it doesn't necessarily that mean that all those things are also sexual. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's a lot of different things. And so I think being able to, to use a label that says like, I'm just looking forward to being able to continue to be myself authentically, no matter the the path that where it leads and what we continue to learn as a culture and as a society, that it's all, it's all on the table. And to me, that's very exciting and very, uh, you know, I feel very seen to be to consider myself part of that because, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's very freeing. So, yeah, no. And, and that's why I, I read it. I thought about it. And so I wrote to you. The first thing I said was, uh, well, I'm uh, I'm very happy for you because this must feel great. And then I went into like, I just, you know, and, and I, I had all the caveats before it. I'm like, but I don't know what it means. Right. Because 
you know, growing up, the word queer really was synonymous with gay. And usually, a slur, really. Yeah. Usually homosexual. Yeah. I mean, there's an organization that I assume still exists. It was called Queer Nation. Right. You know, I mean, it, that was that was like the only one, really. And so, you know, it, it, it did t typically have a negative connotation, but it usually referred to gay men because mm -hmm. women were lesbians and right. men were queer. Right. And that was just, and so that was like, kind of like my whole life. I just always kind of associated it with that. Yeah. But you being married to a woman and I, you, know, you can go into what it means to be a woman and, you know, whether somebody biologically was born one, but Casey was mm -hmm. as far as it's again, don't know she's real, but my assumption right. To get into the, the nitty gritty of the words that's hard for people to keep yeah. up with. So that's know, why I was just like, okay, I could I, I could have these questions and talk to Will about it over some beers at uh, Rock and Bruiser. I could just text him yeah. uh, or awkwardly have it on the podcast and not let you know that I, you know, but go ahead, Jeff. Well, I think what Christian's trying to ask here, Will, is does this mean you're gay married? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess it does. Um, oh, wait, yeah. I have to get you a different card than the one I've already bought. Oh, <laughs> so. that's okay. Um, but I, I think that's the I, thing, I, too. I, it's I, like, I didn't buy you a card. <laughs> we, I know I got married in October. I never fucking got one. Because um, I we, haven't met her. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, anyway, I think because even for me growing up, it, things have always existed in a binary, right? You're either totally gay or you're totally straight. And if you even think about sexual thoughts with another man, you must be all the way gay, but you're suppressing it, you know, and yeah, guys and, and, girls and that, both... that certainly can be the case. There are plenty right. of people, you know, sure. who have like, I'm an, all the an way experience this. that they made themselves ashamed of because they enjoyed it so much. And they're like, right. no, I'm not that. Right. You know, um, I mean, I kind of don't believe in a in a strict binary. I suppose that it could exist where you, like, yeah. you are 100 percent straight or 100 percent homosexual. Um, but uh, so I think queer now is a term. It, it, it is confusing because of because generationally it's meant a lot of different things and it does feel very nebulous. But that's what I like about it and what it appeals to me, because it's sort of now. is hard to pin down and uh, we're we're in a time where we can people can be more of their authentic selves and realize that sexuality and gender and all of these things is a, is a spectrum and not, not a binary. Um, so yeah, I, it's a learning process for everybody. And it's good to talk about on the podcast too, because I know a lot of our listeners, like, you know, I'm sure there's like some political things, uh, plenty of political things like we don't see eye to eye on, but knowing that they've stuck around for so long and I think genuinely like me, you know, and I have a mutual respect and like for them too that for me to be a person and talk about it in this space, if they ever wondered or had questions, you know, it's helpful to have a friend. Don't make queer people like do all the work for you. You know, it's yeah. like in 2020 after George Floyd, I was like, we need black people to teach us all the things white people need to learn about why it's bad. You know, like it's not yeah. their job, but it is helpful to have a friend who can, who can, who can do that. Who's willing. Um, and it's it's funny because I grew up in a religious household and it's like to know that so much of the animosity against queer people is religion based. And I didn't necessarily leave religion because of that entirely. That was a huge part of it. But it's not a choice. You know, it's not a, a it's like not one of those things that people feel and all this legislation that's happening right now, especially in Texas and in Florida and in, in different places against trans kids and stuff. It's just really bad. It's like people just out here fucking trying to live their lives. And 
as much yeah, as and, and, and years ago i heard someone make the point that it, it's worth reiterating that like if it was a choice a lot of people would not choose it because right. it's like i'm choosing to make my life more difficult Way harder, and that's yeah. why well i can't you know i certainly i can't relate to the you know all i can do is sympathize i can't imagine what it feels like for someone who is trans and they just feel like they're not who they are and they yeah. want to be someone else i can com- i can sympathize and feel for them and be glad that they're able to you know take that next step i don't right. know what that feels like i mean i hate myself for a lot of reasons but being born <laughs> male is not one of them you sure know? so i mean th- me too i'm yeah. yeah i don't identify as trans obviously so it's yeah that's that's a whole other thing yeah. but well and one of the things that i messaged you just to, on this point with religion was like if you believe in jesus the jesus that i was taught in yeah in sunday school it wasn't Jesus loves everyone except for the gays. That's what you I, know? it's always it, so it funny. Was like, no, he loved everybody. Right. You know, it's like, he'd be like, great. You know what? I think you need an extra big hug because so many people are being shitty to you. you know? Well, and I also, I mean, I, my, my, you know, obviously my opinions on religion are that, you know, I don't believe Jesus was divine. I think he was a guy. I think he still in his own way was limited to his viewpoint. So it's like, and he looked like Ted Neely. He did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's easy for us to hypothetically associate and attribute all this positivity to Jesus who lived like over 2000 years ago, but it's entirely possible that it could have been both. Right. I do think that he was like so spiritually connected. And if he felt a certain way, he probably would have said something about it and he didn't. However, if we could get in a time machine, it turned out Jesus didn't like gay people. I'd be like, I guess he fucking didn't, you know, like I don't need Jesus to be, no, but you have, you have the, the first three books of the new Testament are different people who wrote down everything that they right. knew Jesus said. Right. And one of them could have been like, and also here's who and, he didn't like. And the gays. And there's yeah. like some stuff that, you know, from Paul and certain things that people can, can attribute to anti gay I mean, religion legislation. But Jesus as a person besides a book of revelation, which is like an acid trip, like it's pretty easy oh, to understand, yeah. you know, and it's actually not complicated. It is straightforward. And the two commandments are, love God and love your neighbor as you would yourself. And that's it, you know? And to me, I think it's inherently, I think it's present in that, you know, as you said, he's probably like, yeah, it's all good. So what were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say, do we really think a guy who professed to be a virgin and hung out with 12 dudes, wasn't yanking a couple chains. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of, uh, that that is a nicely constructed joke because the payoff is yanking a lot of chains. (laughs) That's uh, a lot of people. (laughs) Jeff's very proud of himself. Who agree with that. You know what I mean? History. And they're like, that's a very feasible uh, possibility. Let me, let me, you know, tease the notion of uh, preconceived notions. Uh, uh, there is a very special episode of Will's podcast, History Rated R, which uh, I recommend uh, everyone check out. And it, it's it's called Abraham Lincoln's Bisexuality. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and I mentioned this when I talked to Craig when he was on uh, uh, on Biden time. Uh, I was just like, I'd always heard that, but I didn't know that Abe Lincoln slept in a bed when his wife was out of town and only when his wife was out of town with his, yeah. his male bodyguard right. who would disrobe before getting into the bed. And was also played by Kevin Costner. And yes. also kept yeah. a dildo in his dope pipe hat. No, I, that part I knew. Yeah, I think we all knew that. Like, because yeah. the hat was so big. Now that you're gone. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and yeah, and like, and that's why a, a show like History Rated R is so fun because it's like, yeah, here's all the facts, but it's like the gossip of history is is always interesting as well. You know, right. it, the fact that Craig offhanded mentioned, I forget now which president it was, is like, yeah, and everybody thinks his wife poisoned him. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I, it's I was like, like, it was James what? Garfield or somebody. Yeah, like, somebody. Like, which must have been in the lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's why, and it was on a Monday, so that explains everything we we really need to know. All yeah. So uh, anyway, I know I know you were trying to, I think, go somewhere, but I want to. Well, just saying that our audience, you know, if it, I just speak to the audience as people who I think do have that mutual respect for me as per somebody to know that, like, if you've ever considered in your personal life that queer people of any kind are deserving of less rights than yourself, know that I if you do respect somebody like me, reconsider, you know, like it's not. Yeah worthwhile to continue legislation or belief systems that harm other people uh, and benefit the self only or certain groups of people yeah when we talk about being free you know that's got to be across the board and there is no gay agenda no one's coming for your kids no one's you know what i mean like the fear around it is the powerful thing that gets people whipped up and and um, motivated, I think, to do things that they otherwise wouldn't do. I think people on their base level are empathetic, caring individuals. And uh, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I do, you know, politically, some of these things end up being aligned and party-wise, conservative ideals end up being synced up with anti-queer ideals. And I want to motivate people to just reconsider potentially that part of their thinking. Well, it's very difficult when you see, you know, headlines about, you know, legislation that you can't use the word gay in schools. You can't yeah. teach that it exists. And that if you are raising a child to be trans, this is what you referenced. This child is abuse. in Texas. It's yeah. child abuse, uh, you know, which I mean, it's there's so many different tiers to that. You know, it's like. I think that uh, growing up, probably a, a lot of us knew the girl with short hair and wore overalls and just liked to hang out and play with the boys, you know? Right, right. And then it's like, so, and I'm, I'm like half making light of it, but legitimately it's like, so does that parent get brought up on charges, you know? And it's just, right. it's, it's all such subjective. And it's, right. it, to me, it always goes down to, uh, it's like, how is this hurting you? You know, yeah. if somebody chooses, if somebody, if, if if somebody's life is made better because they've gone through the process of transitioning, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, what, what difference does it make yeah. to you that they right. have done that? The fact that Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, like that definitely doesn't impact my life at all. Uh, the only thing about that person's life that it could potentially impact us is the way that they drive. It doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with with any, anything else. Immediately you know became I mean? a worse driver. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I think that, uh, and I did uh, jokingly, I texted you. I was like, "Well, we already lost the one listener that I think would be the one most likely to uh, to be like, oh, I can't listen anymore." Yeah. And that was when we had the uh, the audacity to point out that uh, Donald Trump was not handling his loss in the election as well as he could have. Yeah. And uh, and he said he would give Dominica Saxon his black ass T-shirt. He still has not. That, see, Dominica Saxon referenced Yeah. True to your word. Yeah. Man of principle. I totally forget who this is. I can't remember his name. He's That's a guy who apparently He's... made it like 450 episodes yeah. into a uh, podcast. I thought this was somebody we years. actually knew. I, no, I, oh, no, I knew no. about that guy. I thought this, that, there was somebody else. Who oh, I remember like... his name now. I remember his name now. Yeah. Jump um, ship. 
but yeah, you know what? I can't put things in the comments. Uh, I don't know if I can. No, you know, I don't know that I can do it. Oh yeah, I can put it in the private chat. Yeah. Um, so, but I agree. I mean, uh, but it, anyway, how does it yeah, you? that's a good question. Yeah, and that's really what it is. It's like, you know, and if somebody has an answer to it, this is how it hurts me. Let's have that conversation. Sure. But and by the way, that guy tried to kind of backpedal a little bit because he like complimented the the final episodes of the dennis miller option and i i was such a dick i would not give, give an inch and i was like i promise you that those episodes were good only by accident uh <laughs> we had no intention of it and he was like trying to give me credit like give all the credit to Lindsay because clearly i didn't do it you know i just i, yeah. I wouldn't i just wouldn't let him back in <laughs> yeah that's so funny. honestly felt good good <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um you know he works out in that black cast shirt that, which is fine the you know yeah sure. exactly yeah. yeah um anyway jeff i know you were quiet gonna, taking in a lot of this so well, i don't want to i don't want to exclude you yeah go ahead we were talking about uh you know the texas law of child abuse dressing kit or the the trans stuff right mm -hmm. yeah the only good that might come out of that is then we might be able to charge child abuse to like parents that dress their kids in ed hardy and stuff like that <laughs> like you know some good with the bad yeah yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like if 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 your child is is of a certain age and they you know, if they're like eight and they have a ten gallon hat, I think that that is far more egregious than trying to you know. And look, it, it's it's a tricky conversation that uh, you know I had with my wife a long time ago. Is just like, you know what you know what do you say if your child comes to you and says this? You mm -hmm. know, and it's I don't I don't know what the answer is. It's just that the important thing is that they know how much you love them and yeah. you want them to be happy and you try and figure it out, you know? And if, you know, I think, it, and there's no state where you can go through the transition process and hormones if you're under 18, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, I don't see a reason why that's bad. I think you just need to be sure that that's who you are. And sure. there's, you know, uh, I, I, and again, I know even less about that. I don't, I don't well, and know. I couldn't anyone. speak to it from person, you know, obviously. Yeah, so I, it's I like, don't, I, I honestly, I don't even know someone who's trans. I, oh really? You know, yeah. I, I, okay. I was thinking about it. There's like, I, I sort of, you know, cross paths once when I did that, uh, that sketch writing, that all day show, mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, that you guys both came to at upright yeah, citizens mm -hmm. brigade, which whew, that is an empty piece of real estate for a long time now. <laughs> oh, I drive God. by it every time I take Lucy to the children's hospital. But anyway, and there was a, there was a, someone who was clearly biologically, uh, a, a man, but they were dressed like a woman with a skirt on. And mm -hmm. in that setting, I didn't say anything, but I'm like in that setting because it's a comedy show. I'm like, is this, is this a bit, is this a character? And I'm like, no, that's just, and I don't even remember what the name was, but they, they referred to this person by a female name. Mm -hmm. So I realized, and that's like the only time that I've, you know, encountered someone, you know, I've, I've spoken to someone who yeah. is, is trans. It's just, it's just even living in Los Angeles. Uh, I, yeah, I really I, just don't know anyone. You I know? just made a new friend. Uh, named Leah at a bar like last weekend and she was just there by herself like dancing and I I like to dance so we were kind of like dancing together in like a friendly way it wasn't sure. like a you know um and so we just got to talking and she's moved here just in October has zero friends and just goes to bars like on purpose to try to make friends and I was like you got some fucking guts just doing that you know what I mean like here all alone trying to rebuild something and um, we, we just chatted a lot and she's very sweet and had, you know, uh, been previously, you know, male identified and was in a marriage with a woman. And now she's 
you know, out and living her life as, as a woman. And we dropped her up, we walked her to her apartment. And then my buddy, after she's inside the building, kind of made a comment, like he wanted me to acknowledge that I knew that she, you know, as people still kind of look at trans people, yeah. be like, I need you to say that, like, they're actually a guy, you know, or something like yeah. that. And I was like, bro, what fucking year are we living in? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you clearly know that this is how somebody identifies, like, r- respect that because they'll do it for you. No one's being like accusing somebody who's straight of like hiding something, you know? I, so, it is once you make friends and you know people that the conversation obviously continues and it gets it gets easier. And to me, it gets more fun and more fascinating. Like if you drive the country coast to coast, you're going to see a lot of different shit along the way. And yeah. like, are you going to be like every time you go and see a mountain going to be like a fucking mountain? God damn it. Yes. Mountain. But yes, then be like, <laughs> but then you're like, OK, the desert's OK, but not those fucking mountains. Like nope. just nope. just just be along for the ride. Appreciate the drive and all the 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 beauty in in its many ways as you as you from as you sea to shining sea as yeah. they say yeah purple mountain um, majesty and Magist life is clean. the same way you know diversity is part of life so just yeah. like get on board it's a more fun ride if you just let go and let yourself be part of uh something that's moving towards progress as opposed to something that's desperately trying to stay the same when life is nothing but a gradual arrival at death you know what i mean it's like yeah. we got no cho- like choice in that being the ending for everybody no. so we might as well just be kind and courteous and loving but along life the way. is filled with beavis and butt heaves i mean in all honesty <laughs> and, and in every oh, beavis and butt heaves yeah well i'm mentioning it again because i already decided that i'll title the episode that and i actually remembered i usually forget it's a lot of like what was i gonna title <laughs> it i'm like oh, i don't know just a bunch of other dumb random shit yeah. and uh finally will uh as of this recording last night you you were in my hood at a at, at a karaoke place like right around the corner from it your was house. the it, but so it was the place that uh, used to be sardos it used to it, be sardos it, yeah it's, it's something, still it's a karaoke the, bar which i didn't realize it was still a karaoke bar and they the had Rogue been closed like for a little the roguelike tavern yeah and we see their menu posted heather and i when we take a walk and i'm like oh i really want to try that place knowing that they have karaoke again i mean i'll be there tonight probably i think it's karaoke every night so and they're open only like five to midnight their hours are posted and it's like five twelve five twelve five like every that's night. why i've never had dinner from there because i can't figure out when they're open but uh yeah i mean that was my favorite thing about living where we did was how close i mean we we did a liev dropped a glass two seconds oh, into conga yeah. yeah we had fun uh you know going there and it was right around the corner from here and uh yeah. then that place closed and it was it was kind of nothing for a while yeah and uh, now it's a roguelike tavern was uh, it a fire or no is that a different place that was a, was a different place i think well i, I sang tiktok by kesha and it was great so i love that you sang tiktok by kesha and you know? and by the way last night was a night where i like went up to my room to you know do some work and really focus and i was like oh maybe i'll watch that new texas chainsaw massacre on netflix that i'm sure is terrible but i want to see anyway <laughs> nothing like and focusing with the sounds of grizzly murders yeah. in the background oh no no, no. I, yeah and um i think i lasted three minutes and uh and, you know, i came to heather was working right no no no, no. i i fell asleep i didn't even oh. get there okay and and i came down to heather it was like midnight i'm like oh sorry i fell asleep she's like oh yeah i heard you snoring i'm like all right that's romantic <laughs> 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 but uh, heather was writing an episode of the show she works on so uh, she didn't have time for my nonsense sense um so this would have been the perfect night to watch texas chainsaw massacre anyway but if i had seen that in the moment i've been like karaoke yeah. in my hood 
I literally, I literally would have been right there and I would have walked up and been like, how much do I have to pay you karaoke master to uh, bring a little wigwam? Do you want to taste it to the crowd? Yep. But I I still uh, have to, I still have to learn the karaoke, the, uh, sorry, the choreography. I did karaoke at this place in Cambridge called the Hong Kong. And, uh, the the guy you know sometimes the kjs the karaoke djs as they're called yep are really pushy about paying them a lot of money to bump yep. you up in a busy order i sure and do, the guy yeah. repeatedly between every song was just like you gotta remember you gotta pay the cost to be the boss so you uh get up here and like he was just like and i gave him five and he looked at me very seriously he was like you you realize this is not gonna move you in the lineup at all right and i was like that's well, fine. I, I'm not asking to be next. I'm just saying somewhere not at the bottom. And he was yeah. like, rolled his eyes. And I was like, Motherfucker. and then I went like fourth. And I was like, you were just fucking yeah. pushing me to give you 20 bucks. Yeah, because most people give zero. And by the right. way, that's me. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I would but, never pay a KJ anything, not even a compliment. Fuck those pieces of shit. <laughs> well, the worst I is mean, they when they, when, like when you get people, the ones not who, that high. Like, so, like when you run a karaoke night, you need to be willing to get up and sing because sometimes people are, are slow to start signing up. But when there are plenty of people signed up and the KJ then also sings, uh, yeah, that is that that is unforgivable. If there's a bartender, you know, or waitress or anybody who works there who's like a really good singer, it's fine if you throw them up a couple times. That does, yeah. but no, when you're the karaoke person, you own the equipment. You and could he, do this anytime. Yes, he was doing that. And I yeah. was like, sir, please. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Will, I am, uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. I am very happy for you. Uh, you may not be surprised. Our friend Liev has some questions because he also, like me, just doesn't understand it. Like, sure. you know, It's not a negative reaction. It was more like, what does it mean? And I'm He's like, the only person whose questions I won't answer. Yeah. I want him to know the feeling of living in that gray area. Every every question he asks, your answer will be yes. I yeah. I, I wonder if the, I mean this might not be the right mentality, but I like I certainly have questions too. But I kind of just got to a point where I was like, mm, no, I don't have questions because like it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It doesn't change anything yeah. in my life one way or the other. So even just like it's just like okay, that's who you are. Cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. Just like which I really is the attitude to have about everybody, regardless yeah. of their mm-hmm. identity so but i did tell jeff because i know you're not big on insta i was like make sure you read will's instagram post because i wanted him to know going into sure. the conversation yeah yeah you know uh, instagram isn't it weird that like i like i didn't even tell my parents i was like it's fine i'm just gonna t- tell it on instagram and that's how yeah. everybody will learn like there was a couple friends i told and i had and casey obviously but like uh no it, she she still doesn't know yeah oh. <laughs> you you hid that post from her <laughs> I never put this on Instagram, but now Will knows. You should know is I'm engaged. That's right. Congratulations. Whoa! I was going to say something, but I was like, no, that's Jeff's business. I yeah. actually was wondering if you ever were. And yeah. if you guys look, my my brother was together with his now wife for 12 years before they got engaged. They just Whoa. were like, yeah. And, and I honestly didn't think they ever were going to. Congratulations, yeah. Jeff. Thanks. That's she really asked exciting. me. So I said, yes. Right. Because it, she was like, eventually, she's like, I can't wait anymore. <laughs> it's not even a, it was like our anniversary, New Year's. And she was like, so you want to get married? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And she's like, no, I'm like asking. So I was like, yeah, sure. It super romantic. Did you say, yeah. where's my ring, bitch? She was, she's the one who keeps wanting to do stuff like that for me. And I'm like, so clearly we have a much more queer relationship than Will and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Casey did the same thing to me. She, and, and it wasn't even like a, 
I think we'd only been together for like a year. I mean, obviously that relationship moved very fast, you know, but it, in sure, a good way. Yeah. And uh, like a year in or Christmas, even the, like almost a year, she was like, so I've been talking to a jeweler and I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. And she's like, I would like to make a ring like from my mom's like jewelry and like these different things. And I was like, oh yeah, let's do, yes, we yeah, should do, do it. That. And like, yeah. that was like, we just sort of decided that that's what we were going to do. So I appreciate that kind of engagement story. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for, uh, for you, Jeff and, uh, Liev is, uh, engaged. So, uh, that's, uh, you know, sorry, the uh, black cast gang is going to be completely off the market. Sorry. Yeah. Well. You know, so that's, uh, but you well, can catch me on actually, Coltrane. I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Ken is still available. It just uh, dawned on me. Uh, Coltrane. Uh, still out there so our uh, most eligible bachelor he is our most eligible you know for sure and uh you know when we had everybody on and uh his microphone wasn't working i think it was really lost on the uh the audio only audience just how funny it was because we have commented on this to me when i saw him just like when he couldn't talk but you could still see him on the screen and then I, I just jokingly said that we all had small penises and Ken just had this look on his face, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh yeah, people just really start accusing him of things he can't defend. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. So that was, uh, anyway, uh, well, this, uh, this is a good conversation and will, if, uh, somebody, one of our regulars in the, the audience, you know, I'm not going to name anybody specific, but if they're like, I don't really, I don't understand. It's like, they, you know, I'm assuming that our crowd who's still with us after all this time, uh, you know, won't think negatively of you, but they might just be like, I don't, I don't, I still don't understand what it means. Sure. I'm sure you wouldn't be opposed to one of them reaching out to you and just being like, Hey, I'm happy for it. It's literally what I said. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I don't quite know what it means because for me specifically, it was the definition that I had of queer was like, so are you not married anymore? Or, you know what I mean? Like that was not, I don't think I took it quite to that. I didn't ask you that, but I was like, if I follow that logically, that's what it means. And I'm like, I don't think it means that. That's why I was like, I need to talk to you. That assumption too, that like, it also, a lot of people are like, does that mean you're in an open relationship now? I'm like, no, we're still in a committed monogamous relationship. Uh, It's a, yeah, I mean, I know it's sort of it's it is sort of like a confusing thing, but like I said, like I'm always happy to answer questions. I will say that like I would appreciate only asking questions if you genuinely want to understand, so you can live a more fulfilling life. Not interested in wasting my time answering questions if you want to find new ways to dislike somebody or be, you know. So you want you don't want Paul P to reach out to you? I would not like Paul P to reach out. Okay, to that's me. fair. What were yeah. you can I identify as queer to get in on the gay pride parade and then just like de-identify afterwards? So you can that... show up straight and be in the be part of the parade if you what? like. What, Jeff? I would like to see you in blowing the my mind here. That's always awesome. welcome. Always welcome. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone is always welcome to the black cast, except for the person we were talking about earlier. Actually, and Paul P. There's two people who aren't welcome. Uh, everyone else is welcome, and uh, we appreciate uh, everybody always being with us. And uh, we'll. We'll have more fun to talk about next week. I believe our next, you know, if it actually happens, our next episode, we will recap our get together with Liev at, uh, at rock and bruise. And as I've teased, there's a backstory to the, the get together there that I think will be fun. Will doesn't even know yet. I mentioned it in passing to Liev. It's nothing major. It's just, it's a, it's a fun little footnote to that 
get together that hopefully gets to happen soon. And that might be our next episode of the black cast, but that is the end of this episode of the black cast. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Please subscribe to the black cast, YouTube channel, B L A D T C I S T. You'll get this show, the flagship of the black cast nation. And of course, Marvel movie talk, and our uh, various Star Trek after shows right now, we're doing both Picard and Discovery. So uh, look for those. And of course, Biden time where we had a recent episode with the co-host of Will's Plug, which is history rated R. And just look Sorry, for history rated clicking, R. I, I mean, that's how I found it. I went, I went into Apple podcasts and I found history rated R and I'm like, great, I've got it now. So I realized I wasn't subscribed to the YouTube page, so I was. I clicked. Oh, the black cast. You missed page. the top part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, history right. are that we're plugging my podcast, my new yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Check it out everywhere you find your podcast. And uh, if, uh, if, if you've got uh, a bunch of, uh, if you've got stacks of vinyl, you want to give away peacemaker style, uh, oh. you can contact me and I'll let Jeff know. That's the easiest way. I want to clarify something I said, because it's in my mind now. I'm sorry to go back to this. That's okay. When I said that, it's like, I don't care. Uh, about like the queer thing what i mean is it doesn't necessarily make sense to me but i came to the conclusion it doesn't have to because that's not what's important is if right. it makes sense to me it's just being respectful of what people who people want to be how people want to be treated i guess uh, no i mean i knew i knew exactly what you meant because i say that yeah. too and i realize i'm like oh when i say i don't care i don't mean i don't care i mean yeah this doesn't no, affect me yeah, negative. Like I yeah. can let me just show up and be supportive and, and, and like, we'll and, just call it a day. And my thing was that I don't care because it doesn't change what I think of you. It's right. like, I just want to better understand it because then I, that's not something that I keep trying to figure out, but we know what you mean. Yeah. And we also know Jeff, you don't care about anybody is really what it comes yeah, down to. Total misanthrope. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nihilist. That's, that's, that's the way that Jeff does inclusion is uh, he doesn't care. Your, your mixture of indifference and hatred for everyone on the planet is uh, one one of the things that I think I find most endearing about you. Um, but uh, that is all for this time. Uh, another 60 minute episode that this time <laughs> went 80 minutes uh, where our, our, a previous 60 minute episode went a full 90. Uh, I, I, I see how it works, but that is all the time for this week. We will see you next time. Oh, that was a good one on Blackcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone ready to play right now. Listening to Black Cast. I don't wanna watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listening to Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Black Cast. Don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listen in the black cast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen in the black cast. On this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listen in the black cast. Met this girl, she smiled in my face. Black cast in Chile to my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listen in the black cast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black cast on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't tripping. Listen in the black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Lithgo. Listen in the black cast. Oh yeah, that's the black cast. It's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. But that guy Christian, you rock! Alright, several Texas had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. <laughs> and listen to the damn show. <laughs>